Welcome back to DC Novastream. My name is Brittany, aka Brit Girl, and today we have two very special guests from the Fortress. We have Trent and Jem. How are you guys doing? Why, hello. We are doing fantastic. How are you doing? Very good. Although, as I said, uh, you know, pre-chat just before the podcast, I blame you guys for inspiring me to join a gym. Not our fault. I am in pain. We are very inspired. So much pain. <laughs> yes, well, it's the bicep thing, guys. Yeah, my I mean, my biceps are killing from our workout that Trent made me do. So well, from, I feel your well, pain. From the votes that you guys have gotten, you've got a better, you got better biceps than Trent. I know. How awesome is that? Yes. Yes. Not happy. Trent. Not happy with our fans. <laughs> letting down, letting down the Shazam cosplay. Letting it down. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I really, Gosh. really need the power, power of Hercules there. Speaking of cosplay, we do have a shout out this week for Cinemaniac FX, aka Nick. Now you can find him on Instagram, where he has a few different horror cosplays, and he sent through one to me, which is like um, a pig-inspired cosplay for the Warner Brothers Movie World Fright Nights. And funnily enough, I actually met him at Movie World when he was in an impeccable penguin cosplay. Do you guys watch Gotham at all? Uh, it wasn't a Gotham cosplay. I'm just curious. Yes, I actually just started season three on Netflix today. Nice. Oh, it's on Netflix? Yeah, it got uploaded today. Oh, awesome. Ooh, I can catch okay. up. Yeah. Because I dropped off at season two because I kind of just watched the Doctor Strange storyline. I'm like, this is getting weird. Yes. I bowed out. But they, they're, they, they are embracing the weird, which I'm enjoying. Okay. Because they took themselves right. too seriously early on. Well, see, at some points they did, definitely, but I was one of the few people who liked Fish Mooney. Welcome back to the world. Do you remember your name? My name is Fish Mooney. <laughs> oh, Trent's face. Uh oh. You could see Trent's face. <laughs> I like it better when she lost her eye. Ooh. And then she became like this chameleon. Was it chameleon? Or she literally became a fish or something? She had scales? I don't know. Yes, I might be remembering. Some experiment happened on her. It's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to rewatch it. So back with Cinemaniac Effects, what he's doing in the future is he's doing Billy the Puppet, Buckethead, and John Kramer from the Saw franchise, as well as Dead Until Daylight, The Shape. Now, I'm not really, I don't know horror. Do you guys know horror? I don't know any horror, so none of that sounds familiar for me. Oh, I know no. the classic 80s horror. I'm an 80s, I'm an 80s horror fan. None of the contemporary kind of modern. Saw, Billy from Saw, that's pretty much the only one that I... No. Yes, yes, because he does. Uh, where is it? <clears throat> I think is is Mike Myers. No, it's not Mike Myers. See, this is how little I know about um, Halloween. And... Michael Myers is Halloween. Oh, it is. Is, yeah. is it the guy with the white mask face? Yes. Yes, because I know I can picture it. I know the look of all the horror guys and stuff. And I think he, I think what um, Cinemaniac Effects does is he focuses a lot on like latex face masks and stuff which is where the pig mask came in the one he sent me mm -hmm. and um and leather face yes leather yep. face is the other one Texas very cool Texas chainsaw. very cool yes but no i kind of the most horror i've watched recently no actually no alistair head of nova stream i hate him for this he dragged me into watching the conjuring 2 <laughs> oh that's mean uh, that's me no because well the thing is it was a misunderstanding he thought i knew what was going on he was like yeah we're gonna go see the conjuring in the 4d theater at movie world before fright night and i'm like well no the 4d wasn't actually running it was just the film and i thought well it's just gonna be a 10 minute you know tacky 10 minute 4d oh, thing no. and it was the whole film 
Uh, that's okay. The only horror movie I've seen lately is Justice League. It's good to see you playing well with others again. Maybe temporary. Oh, snap! Ouch! Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Okay, well, fine. If we're, if we're going to go that way, we're going to use that as a, as a segue. Speaking of DC, I'm sure you guys have spoken about this. Yes. The rumor that Green Lantern might be played by Tom Cruise. It's not that easy being green. I just want to pop it out there that Trent kind of called this before it got all released on one of our first podcasts. Because mm-hmm. he was just like, after we saw um, Mission, Mission Impossible 6. 6 or 7? 6. 6. Um, he was like, Tom Cruise should play Green Lantern. Yeah, I've said Tom Cruise should play Green Lantern for years now. Purely based on his Top Gun role. Like, that's that's how Jordan to a T. And he, he looks like how, like, I... I... I I should do some more research on it, but I reckon a lot of the 90s versions of Hal were based on Tom Cruise. He has Possibly. very remarkable similarities. I'm pretty sure... Now, this is the fu- this is funny. I'm pretty sure Aladdin was in some way take like based on Tom Cruise. What's your name? Uh, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin! Hello, Aladdin. Nice to have you on the show. Can we call you Al or maybe just Din? How about Aladdin? Either it was Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt. I can't remember. But Aladdin from Disney, from... From Aladdin. Let's go. Let's go, Brad Pitt. I was gonna say, oh, well, no, let's go, Brad, got, let's go Brad, Brad Pitt. He's got Tom Cruise's nose other. then. <laughs> it was just—it's such a strange. It's such a strange. You know, it's an Arabian character based on a white guy. Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only. Well, this one's not uh, rumor news, but this is actually casting news. Doom Patrol's Robot Man will be played by Jake Michaels in Titans, then voiced by Brendan Fraser in the Doom Patrol series. Yes. Then it gets even more complicated because. In the flashbacks, Robot Man will be played by Riley Shanaha. Shanaha. But only as the physical performance, and he's going to be wearing a full body suit. Like, three different people. What is happening here? It's giving work. <laughs> it's giving work. Well, yeah, it's that's good. It's giving work good. to Brendan Fraser, for it's, starters. It's as if the Labour government got in or something. I don't know. Every, everyone has an equal chance. <laughs> everyone gets role. a job. <laughs> yes. Everyone's doing one job. Um, but then, as well, I mean, that's in, that's that's pretty fun. Brendan Fraser. Watch out for that tree. But he's not the. I don't think technically he'd be the biggest name attached to this project. Not anymore. Have you heard about Alan Tudyk? Oh, yeah. yes. So happy yes. about this. The irony that he's playing someone called Mister Nobody when he's Mister Everybody. Yes, but nobody Ooh, remembers zing. him. Ha-ha. Well, hello, step right up. Anything you need, I got it. All your favorite movies. Yeah. Very true. But for those of you who do not know who Mr. Nobody is, he was subject to experiments from former Nazis who gave Nobody the ability to drain sanity from others. So we're going up a little bit of Creep Street here, guys. Fun fact about Mr. Nobody. Oh, shoot. Fun fact is that when he drains the sanity from other people, he becomes temporarily sane himself, so his craziness goes away. So he's not necessarily evil. Mm. Okay, so it's kind of like... He's trying... It, it, it's a way for him to be a good person then, I guess. Essentially, it's like Leech Life in Pokemon. Yeah. Where, you drain, where you drain the energy from someone and you get health back. <laughs> Pokemon references. I dig it. <laughs> when, you know what I also dig? Lives alone. What do you, what do you dig? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! 
the the early series is good, not so much the movie. Well, yeah, look, so I understand. I understand you guys don't like the film, but it did earn um, the award, the Hugo Award for best dramatic presentation long form. So I think it just proves that the things that I like are, you know, the right way to like things and the way that you guys like things is not the right way because i mean like right what way. i like is wow. going yeah my my wonder woman got how, an award how did the shape of water not get this i'm sorry mm. i read your the arms um, script that you sent through through to us and i read this and went how the movie was crap <laughs> Man, guys, I'm not going to have you back if you keep attacking me. We it's just attack. so hurtful. Keep attacking. <laughs> it makes it interesting. Banter. Oh, okay. Well, the other, um, the ones that she was up against, yes, was Blade Runner 2049, Get Out, Shape of Water, Star Wars, Last Jedi, Jedi, and Thor Ragnarok. Well, at least, so, at least Thor Ragnarok didn't win. That's yes. Destiny has dire plans for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like. I think it's just it was, it was filmed in Australia, so you got to give it you got to give it I'll, some points. You got to love points. it a little. Yeah. Yes, it has yes. something give good to look point. at. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, mm. yes, those biceps. Oh, I'm close. I'm getting. Oh uh, well, getting close. Jem's beating you, so yes. Sorry, Trent. <laughs> I actually, I actually do have something to add to that um, Hugo Award thing. Oh yes, go for it. <laughs> and it stems to Marvel at the moment too. For Black Panther wanting to, uh, they're they're trying to get Black Panther to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I get it. It's a superhero movie of significant relevance, like Wonder Woman was. But if you look at Wonder Woman and you look at Black Panther, they are very very basic in their way that their stories are told. It's 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 a typical superhero origin movie. Nothing special. The special effects, nothing over the top. You have Blade Runner um, 2049, which was visually spectacular. What these movies actually produced and what they represent are two completely different polarizing things that people are getting mixed up and kind of confused with what they should be earning in terms of an award. Best picture is, it is an amazing picture. It has great acting, great cast, great uh screenwriting great effects great great meaning behind it but yeah panther and wonder woman they 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 have the meaning but they don't have anything else they have the significance the cultural and um socio-political significance that they have but they don't have anything really else like black panther is essentially iron man and doctor strange wonder woman's essentially captain america it's one of those things that i think people are taking it a bit far with how good it actually was yeah, I I think with um, Black Panther it's very interesting because I don't think the graphics really worked by the end of it. Like I mean, like it sold a story. That's that's what it was meant to do. It sold the story, but it didn't sell the image. <laughs> and um, when when T'Challa was in his suit and he went three sixty around one of those poles or whatever, it looked terrible. It's sort of like it was straight from X Men One. Yeah. What would you prefer, yellow spandex? Oh, Wolverine, yeah. yep. top of the Liberty statue, Statue of Liberty, whatever that one is. But yeah, Jen, you, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Freedom, yeah, that, Viva that, La France. Freedom Plaza. Viva, Viva La France. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, you were gonna say something, Jen? Um, no, I agree. I like Shape of Water won a lot from memory, like early awards, and that at least vis- was visually spectacular. Had that really interesting storyline, 
and that socio-economic and political aspect to it. So it ticked a lot more boxes. And that's what I think those awards are based. It's some, it's The best picture is actually the best all-rounder almost. So something that everyone can enjoy. And that's why you have the Kid Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards so the idiots can... Uh, or the MTV Movie Awards so the idiots can get their say in and saying, yeah, this is amazing, when it's not. And someone gets... Sl- all right. Then out of all the... Let's just... We'll stick to superhero films, mm. Marvel and DC. Like, all history. doesn't have to be after 2000. What wins Best Picture? Superman won. Really? Yep, by far. Really? By far. Not even going to look at any Christopher Nolan ones? I don't like the Christopher Nolan series. I have a theory that is a working theory that I'm convincing people slowly is that Heath Ledger did not play the Joker in that movie. He played a character more along the lines of the Riddler. But Mm. that will be a discussion for another time. (laughs) Superman 1 and Superman 2, epitome of top superhero movies of all time. What about the one where he flies around the world and then, like, repairs the wall of China and and goes back in time? I'm happy happy with that. Yeah. Okay. That was was Soup's one. That's fine. Okay. Oh, it was actually was Superman one? I, I got them all jumbled up. Yep. <laughs> Consistency was out the window with them. Yep. Oh, yes. I'm not sure what would be my top pick. That's hard. Um. Well, if you're going to pull a DVD from your DVD collection right now and it was a superhero film, what would you grab? Iron Man 1. Oh, what? Ooh. Yeah, I'm... I'm... But that's just my mood at the moment. I'd pick Iron Man 1. You've got Winter Soldier right next to it. <laughs> and you choose Iron Man 1. I really enjoyed Iron Man 1. Okay. It's like, it's a good, like, it's the starting of the Marvel Universe. I really enjoyed Robert Downey Jr. It brings back really fond memories for me. It's not, like, visually fantastic or storyline fantastic, but I I enjoyed it. 18, but then 18-year-old you... me is like going, woo! <laughs> If you watch all of those back to back, though, because I um when I was flying back from, from from Prague, <laughs> name drop. Oh. But like I just decided to watch Iron Man one, Captain America, the first Avenger, and Thor, the first Thor, all of them back to back, and they are like exactly the same. Mm. They they start something in the present, they flash back, they cover a few things, and then they come back to the present. Well, I think that's now the standard superhero movie like yeah. plot. Like, I mean, it's it's fine, because if you have a formula and it works and people enjoy it, stick to it. But you can really see, like, watch these films back to back. There is a huge formula. See, I don't, I don't like it when they start off in the present and then flash back, because, you know, there's no consequence. Yeah, agreed. Like, De- De- Deadpool Which... did it. Uh, Iron Man 3 did it. Which is what Wonder Woman 89 or 84. 84 is probably going to do too. Yeah, probably. I guess, yeah, because we already know that she she makes it yeah, to are... Batman versus Superman. So the yeah. only consequences come with potentially um, How Rogers. does Steve Trevor come back? Yeah, Trevor. I keep on going Steve Rogers instead of Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, it's to too many Chris's, too many Too many Steve's. Chris's, too many Steve's. I mean, that's beautiful to look at. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I'll settle it. I mean, settle like, yeah, down. <laughs> I will fight you. (laughs) (laughs) There's enough of him to go around. Yes. Well, speaking of, let's go into Titans with Dick Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Good good segue. Good segue. Yeah. Well, actually, um, the the premiere, the Brisbane premiere is happening tomorrow. Oh, nice. For Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I'm heading there. I'm heading. We're heading to the Sydney one. We're heading to the Sydney one. Tomorrow as well? Yes. 
Well, I just thought, because you guys are telling me, you guys have been trying to, to tell me that Teen Titans Go is good and I should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I found it on Netflix. I watched the first five minutes of the, what is it? The, the Forbidden Sandwich or something. Oh, God. <laughs> and I turned it off. Sorry, just skip that episode. I'm like, what is this? I can't. I just couldn't. Go to season two onward. Go to season they, two. They, just skip season one. They identify that they're ludicrous and that they shouldn't be taken seriously to the point that they actually refer to it within the episodes. And they start mocking themselves. It makes it so much better. Yeah. See, the only... Yeah, I have seen one scene which I thought was brilliant was when um they drew themselves as super awesome characters. Yes. And were serious. And all of a sudden the Young Justice characters came on yes. screen as well. That's the only thing I've seen and I thought... Well, I mean, I've seen other episodes, but I mean, that's the one thing I saw and thought, hey, that's actually kind of funny. And, and, I think that's and, season three or um, late season two, and that's a great episode to watch. And look, you said it with a chuckle, so it means you liked it. <laughs> well, yes, yes, but it was just, I didn't have to wait, like, watch, like, 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Anyway, Teen Titans Go is whack, and I don't know how I'm going to enjoy tomorrow's film. It's great. It's great. I see it as a um, kind of like an Adventure Time Aspects See, where... I never liked Adventure Time. <gasps> oh, well, oh, I'm cut. I'm cut. I love Adventure Time, but that's okay. But yeah, well, this is this is what makes a great discussion because we both like and hate <laughs> totally different things. Yeah, well, we're right. <laughs> Excuse me. Wonder Woman won the Hugo Award. I'm right. <laughs> Sorry, what? What's a, What's a Hugo Award? What's this award we've never heard of? Hugo Award, excuse me, is in the script. If you read the script, <laughs> I just find it ironic. That, I just find it ironic that um, Wonder Woman won an award named after a man. Oh, sugar. Hey, hey, Hugo can be a girl's name if she wants it. <laughs> anyway, the Hugo Awards are for the best science fiction or fantasy works. So bite me. But Titans, we had some more official images come out. Yes. What were you guys' first impressions? Robin looks awesome. Everyone Did else you looks see horrible. his dead parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it's... The thing I don't get is how does that R actually travel through the air? Really? Like, there's, 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 no, there's no way that Centrifugal R... Motion? It's centrifugal motion? It's centrifugal motion. It would curve. It'd be, yeah. wa- it'd be weighted because it wouldn't be cutting through the air with just... So he'll two, throw uh, it on a curve and be all, like, boomerangish. Well, isn't he just throwing it because he's just like... I don't want to be Robin anymore. Anymore, sing, and then he has like the the Robin <laughs> batarang thing. Thing, that's the sound it makes. Everyone knows that's the sound it makes. Zing. Yep. So he might not be using those as re- weapons. He might be using like the bird thing from Teen Titans Go. <laughs> <laughs> the, talk, the talking bird. Talking I bird. feel like I know more about Teen Titans Go than I should. <laughs> but how much bird. I've watched it. Oh, the talking bird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a few extra little bits and pieces. Like, apparently Beast Boy's a gamer. There's a PlayStation 4, and funnily enough, what I'm pretty sure is an Xbox controller in the background. Did yes. you, did you like, super zoom in on these photos? Oh, no, there was actually an article about the PlayStation, and then I looked at the PlayStation, and then I saw the controller above it. I'm like, oh, cool. This looks like an Xbox controller. That's so dumb. The thing I like about Beast Boy's thing is that he's very unassuming in the photo, but you look on, you look behind him on the wall, and there's claw marks. I'm the entire animal kingdom crammed into a single magnificent specimen. Oh yeah. All over the wall. Um, yeah. Robin's got the dead parents. Corey. Mm. Corey, yes, she's um, her 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 the shiny kind of, sh- you know, costume Look that everyone. Mm. 
enjoyed. Uh, it, it was a bit covered up and stuff. Um, but I mean, like a lot of what people were saying is if, you know, they thought her costume was a bit more Lady of the Night esque and i guess we're going into darker territory in this discussion and saying this but there was a cage behind her and you wonder if maybe there was people who had kidnapped her and, and put her into sex slavery or yeah. something cage like this could go very de- whoa oh. <laughs> whoa <laughs> wow <laughs> but yeah like this show is really pushing to be dark and i think Definitely. that would be and that's what we were saying before trent in that if you push to be dark it can flat on its face yeah they're, well, they're walking a razor's edge well Ra- raven kind of just looks like the chick from the ring well i don't even think she it's pretty much they've thrown every cliche at her image yes. which is unfortunate oh, i'm good. glad you kind of brought that up i mean like the only thing missing is if the crucifixes were upside down or on fire oh yeah well what makes me what makes me i'm actually not too phased on raven's image because really? i have a feeling that she's going to be in one of those kind of school like those the you see them yeah one of the convent schools where they've got s- the for the sick children who have kind of like a mental oh, issue like kind of like riverdale. an asylum like riverdale yeah um and they'll they'll be in there and they'll be saying okay she's got this affliction that's that's punishing her and all that kind of stuff and that's why she so obviously the religious undertones and that's why she'd hold the, the doll so i wouldn't be surprised if she's in one of those convents no, that's a really good. That's a really good point. So it seems like there's a lot in these images that could really images that could really tell to the backstory of the characters. But what I'm getting more and more of is that, I mean, it happens with every superhero. Is they have these terrible backstories. They have these horrible origins that push them towards either you know they could be a villain or they could be a hero. But at the end of the day, there is nothing different coming from Doom Patrol. <laughs> No. Pretty much everything that seems to be the birthplace for Titans is going to happen for Doom Patrol. Yeah. But is Doom Patrol just like adults? Is that the difference? They're essentially the X-Men. They're, they're DC's answer to the X-Men. Yeah. See, this this is what worries me, is that, that they're going to have these two new shows, both with very similar plot lines, and I think if they just had one, they could have put focus on one twice the amount of money on one and gotten through with it and had something good yeah doom patrol has a really big cult following though like especially grant morrison's run on the comics he kind of made them more serious uh while still keeping their wacky kind of adventures it's it's one of the it's one of those comics that if you if the the really old school dc fans and the and the really big comic book followers uh they they do really enjoy doom patrol and it's had a resurgence especially with jared way writing the title um for the um dc's vertigo imprint but i don't or is it baby animals or young animals whatever it's called now um but i I think that's why they're trying to do it they've got the because they've got the arrowverse stuff which is the conventional kind of heroes and i think they're using their streaming service to go with these darker stories that you know, you can't really get away with on mainstream TV, kind of like Marvel have done with Netflix, where they've got those mm. um, with Jessica Jones having a really big alcohol drug theme show and Luke Cage having having a lot of um, racial issues in Harlem and stuff like that. I, I just think I think they've gone with a with a group of ragtag heroes that struggle with acceptance and struggle with their wacky abilities, a.k.a. the X-Men and 
are looking to explore kind of how they find their place in the world. Yeah, no, but I just, I guess my biggest problem is, is that they're giving us two of these shows, really, with just an age difference. Fair enough. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Just wait for Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you can you can wait for Swamp Thing, but for Teen Titans, they come out on, uh, it debuts Friday, October the 12th. But not for Australians, because we don't get the DC streaming service yet. Oh, yay! See, I reckon, I reckon uh, they'll have a, de- a deal with uh, Stan. Stan? Yeah. Oh, that just means i got to buy another streaming service. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but we're Australians. We have to get... Everything late Everything's and late more expensive. And more expensive, yeah. What bugs me is that we still can't get Constantine Season 1 on DVD out here. Nope. Can't get it. It's not on stand anymore. That's been dropped. The movie's on stand. It's crazy. But Constantine Season 1, no, can't see it anywhere, and there's no release date for Australia yet. <laughs> I did read that it will be added to the DC Universe online streaming, so maybe we just need to move to America. Yeah, well, that's, yep. the, that's the long-term yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I guess um, uh, one of the things as well is that the fear that comes with Times for me is the fact that whether or not they're going to get enough funding. And that's always a big problem as well with the Arrowverse. So one thing that I thought was really interesting is that Amel revealed on a podcast called Inside of You, which is hosted by Michael Rosen. Oh, I had the name. Not Rosenbaum. Yeah, Rosenbaum. Lex. So he hosts this. Yeah, Lex. Nice. So he hosts this podcast called Inside of You, and Amel revealed that in the first couple of seasons, he was actually paid less than his co-stars. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, he wasn't so a big name. He'd, he'd essentially only done, I think it was Queer as Folk. Yeah, but no one else was a big name on the TV show either. Oh, come on. You had John Barrowman. Oh, apart, yeah, apart so it was from Merlin. Apart from? That's apart a big name. I think it's epic. Don't get me on an <laughs> argument about John Barrowman. You know I win. Yeah, so I'm saying that's why he got the most money. Yes, okay. Agreed. But then there was also his parents and stuff, and I think they were veteran actors too, so they would have gotten a lot of money. But they also, the the producers of the show also, tried to cut back on even more money for giving to Amel so that they wouldn't give him um, royalties of uh, repeat plays of his show. That doesn't sound right. They really, they tried to, but his agent stepped in. Yeah, because he was Canadian. Wow, really? Yeah. That's so mean. Canadians need yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians mean mo- need money. Australians need streaming services. Come on, America. What are you doing to <laughs> us? We are the needy. Help us. Well, the name of Rose. But yeah, Park. it's. Sorry. It's a. No, I was just. I'm bringing this up because I feel like this is happening in so. Like, not just Hollywood, but so many different industries where the top guys are cutting back on money. I mean, you can look at it even in um, computer graphics in that they're trying to find contracts to undercut and we're getting things that just aren't quite up to the usual standard. Like Wonder Woman? Do you guys... (laughs) (laughs) Get off my podcast, you horrible woman. I had to. That was just an easy in. I just... I I, I did actually enjoy the crossover in Wonder Woman, how she fought Magneto at the end. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, it's just sort of like... I feel like there was a point... It may be in early 2000s. We'd look at the screen and at the computer graphics and you go, wow, that's amazing. We've come such a long way. Mm. But I haven't really felt that recently. No. I... Unless I'm playing like a video game. Yes. Well, so, see, the way I think I feel that they get around it, especially in the Arrowverse, is just make everything dark. <laughs> do, do fight scenes and choreography and acting in dimly lit rooms 
where you've got essentially one single source of light coming in and you don't have to worry about visual effects so much. That is true. That is a very good point. Um, But there is a bright side to all this. Hey, hey. Cause the doctor is hey. Anyway, so the um with the crossover that's happening in the Arrowverse, we have Tyler Hoechlin, who is Superman coming back, yes. as well as joining Batwoman, and Lois Lane is joining joining the crew. Mm. Mm. So we've got three three big names, two new names, but there's no news on who would be playing the iconic character. Do you guys have any hopes? I actually, I, I didn't actually know that Lois coming into it. I think they have a very open book here of who they can pick, and I don't think they could go wrong unless you know it suddenly turns out to be a blonde. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess they they have already cast Lucy Lane and they have cast the dad, General Lane. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I guess they just have to find someone that looks like them. Yeah, pretty much. Do you know who they got for General Lane? It wasn't Clancy Jones. The dad. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look it up. Oh, I wish it was Clancy yeah. Jones. He's he's <laughs> just like the go-to guy for any type of military role. Yeah, that's true. He was the voice of Lex Luthor in the animated series. Mm, mm. You're just full of knowledge. I know, right? Um, I don't I don't know who they could put for Lois. I would say uh, what's her face the the girl from Deadpool the girlfriend from Deadpool. Who was also in um, Gotham? Yeah, yeah. And, and Firefly. Is it Maria? I am pulling a blank. I know exactly who you're talking about because she's stunningly mm. gorgeous. Yes, I feel she would fit. The- it's um, Glenn Morshower, by the way, who plays Sam Lane. Never heard of him. Nope. <laughs> There's the name. That's, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I mean. You thing. can have a no name and not and not be too worried about it. And I think that's that's a, a thing that should happen, actually. With shows like these, they should open the doors to no-name or not well-known actors yeah. to get them out in the field. Because in that way, it's, again, along the lines of they're saving money. But then also you get someone like that Australian kid who's playing Kid Flash. And that's like, yes, go Australia! Yes. 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 It's exciting. Mm. Who's no longer playing Kid Flash because he wants, no. wants to focus on... Uh, what does he want? He said he wanted to focus on something. I think was it. Do not say football. No, I, I feel it was raising awareness about homosexuality in Hollywood. Okay. Or finding himself in Hollywood. It was something. It was like he had grown a lot through his role, but he was going on to the next step in his life or something. I think that's what he said. Okay. It was. A, it was a really like kind of, um, you know, when actors are really appreciative of the role they've given. And they don't want like he was really nice about it. The thing that he had written it, and it was really nice because he appreciated the fans and he appreciated the job he had get, he had been given. But he wanted to move on and do other things. So it was just a really nice letter he yeah, had written. Fair yeah, enough. fair enough. Okay. Yes, but the CW crossover with Batwoman, Superman, and Lois Lane will start with the Flash on December nine, followed by Oro Oro on the tenth. That's what we're calling it from now on, probably. Oh. Oracle. Anyway, um, finished as Supergirl on the 11th, but DC's Legends of Tomorrow will not be joining this year's crossover. Oh, That's interesting. Yes. Which is, yes, because it's funny how the show has gone very, it's, it's quite meta, it's quite stupid and fun. Um, I mean, it's not for everyone because it's that just out there. I wonder if maybe they've almost given up on it and they're just letting it run its course and they're going to run it into the ground. Probably. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. It's not it's not like they're 
and didn't probably get enough fan like not fan but like that momentum that like Flash and Supergirl did because they're such well-known characters it kind of automatically mm. has that yes I'm gonna watch this and you can push past those you know jumping the shark moments and you can forget you can forgive you can forgive and forget some things but I think how I know I got really put off by um, Legends of Tomorrow and just stopped watching it because I just went well this is just null and void to me well, I think it was just because they they took all the characters that they had nothing for in any of the other shows and, and, them and, and threw them into yeah it was kind of like a Brady Bunch aspect yeah but that's the funny thing is that was literally the storyline though is yeah. that that they they were pointless in history and that's why they were chosen it's dangerous for any of you to know too much about your own futures but I am here because each of you as individuals is destined for greatness yeah which is reckon maybe mean. their contracts went up yeah and maybe they're just like you guys the contracts aren't up we don't have any place to put you so we're putting you over here so i'm trying to make this work if it works awesome if it doesn't not our fault we didn't do it <laughs> but if if that one wraps up it probably will wrap up in a burning ball of fury yes but amel while also on the podcast said that probably the best way for his character, Oliver Queen, to get a conclusion is really just by leaving a legacy and not really by dying. Because, I mean, what, how did Smallville end? Didn't he save the plane or something? Yeah, he did uh, the typical Superman trope, which is normally the very first thing you see at um, any time he first appears as Superman or in any new kind of first issue or really big issue. Um, he does a really dramatic rescue of a plane. Uh, and that was how Smallville season 10 ended. With him, which is very clever. Yeah, mm. with him finally ripping open the shirt, yes, and getting the getting into costume. Even though you didn't see Tom Welling in costume because he kind of lost shape and couldn't fit in the costume. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, that's how it ended with the big climactic. This is what Superman represents, mm. which is going to be very hard to do with Oliver. Yeah, I think it's going to be very hard to do with Green Arrow as a sense because there's never been a passing of the mantle. Well, they're Green Arrow. They, oh. The Arrowverse Green Arrow is probably one of the hardest things you're going to have to do a solid conclusion of because they've essentially messed up the character that much. Mm, that's it. They have. That's what I mean. Because the, the unfortunate thing is that Mel really is the pillar, the centre pillar for that series. I mean, you have, I mean, Felicity, she's probably the second pillar. I mean, yes, people can argue and they don't like her a lot of the time. And she does get frustrating, but that's the writing behind her. She is a great character. Mm. They're just not utilising her. Come on, guys. The thing is utilize, that they have her... utilize your nerdy girls. Nerdy yes. girls! And then you have Diggle as well. They are the, the three mains. But Diggle, I don't think he could carry the mantle of Arrow. And if you look at the other characters as well, I guess the really the next choice would have to be um, uh, what's Willa Holland character's boyfriend? Um, oh. Uh, uh, Arsenal, Roy. Red Arrow, Roy. Roy. Yeah. Roy Harper would really be the best choice. Yeah, but then you're dealing with the character of Roy, and that's just painful. <laughs> I just, I, I... Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, I not not as Roy is in the Arrowverse, like Roy in general DC. Like when you see him in Young Justice, and that you do just want to slap him in the face sometimes because he's just a little bit whiny. But sometimes you like to have a character that you don't like. Yeah, if I you think. Know what I mean. think, like we, yeah. We brought that up about uh, Damian Wayne. He loved to hate him because he's arrogant. Mm. I love that. He's also fun to be around. You just love all the really random characters and love every love the characters. How is Damian everyone. a random character? 
dick. <laughs> dick well, I mean, hey, he's a Robin. Dick is the best Robin. <laughs> Look, no arguments here. I'm just going to say. But I mean, like, that's the same problem that the Flash is going to have as well. The, like, Arrow kept... I think Arrow kept the momentum for the first three seasons. But then the Flash didn't hasn't been able to keep up the same sort of a momentum. So if the Flash was to, you know, give up his his suit if he was to drop the mantle, who's going to fill his place? Because yeah, these these to... series have to end sometime. I don't. I don't think that they should actually drop the mantle. I I would prefer them lead to lead into them finally coming of age per se. Kind of like Smallville, where. Yeah, even though they've established themselves as superheroes, have that really big character-defining moment where then, boom, yes, we will go on to be the protectors of the world and form the Justice League together. Fair enough. But I no, that's cool. I do like that, but I'm not sure they don't... they'll get the Justice League. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just can't see them doing anything else in the Arrowverse because they've mm. they've literally done everything already. Yeah, Oliver Oliver is literally nothing like he is in the comic books. He's not a social justice warrior. He's he's an arrogant misogynistic <laughs> yeah he's 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 a, he's essentially a, a vigilante by the actual proper definition without having having any of the characteristics of the traditional ollie they've gone through three black canaries at last count yeah and they still can't get that character right i just just end it don't don't have a resolution don't have a conclusion if it's gone past its course which it clearly has end it just all right then if if Arrow is getting into its seventh season, Flash is on its fourth, I think, and then Supergirl is Should be I think on, also on, on the fourth. fourth. Flash is on the fifth. Fifth. All right. It, so if if Arrow stops soonish or whatever, which show do you think has the long has the best longevity, and you think will will have the most seasons, or even will have the biggest impact? Supergirl. Yeah. By far. They've got. The, the, okay, so the problem with the problem with Arrow is that if you look at the comic history, Green Arrow doesn't have many defining villains. They've they've not gone the opportunity for him to be a street level hero where he's dealing with drug cartels and um, child traffickers and sex slavers and all those kinds of things. Instead, they've given Batman's rogues to him. Yep. Flash that has longevity still. Because you've got, um, do you think he can keep running? He can keep it. He can. He can, he can always. Keep, he can, and I am the fastest man alive. He can always keep running. He can always keep running because there's that many different Earths that he can go to with his with his time travel. With Barry, his... stop stuffing up the timeline. Yeah, but you. But he's also got <laughs> the best beam ever. He's also got the most yes. defining villains. He's got he's got Grodd. He's got Reverse Flash. They... Captain Cold. Yeah. Captain Cold. Even though I don't know if uh, I think he's gone. He's, I think, I think he's, he's left. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they've got all the rogues they can do. They've got Trickster. I mean, Hamill, he's always he always brings a crowd in when he does Trickster. Um, mm. They haven't done Mirror Master as far as I'm aware. Oh, no, they have. They have done Mirror Master. Did they? That was a pretty cool episode. I think it had some some pretty awesome slow-mo. Like, Mirror Master went into a window and the Flash kind of tried to go through it and smashed and it's a pretty oh, scene. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they can always go to different Earths. I, I, think, I think Flash and Supergirl will be stayers. I mean, Supergirl can easily just tap into Superman's rogues gallery because that's pretty much what she does. Yeah. Um, and having having Cal come along and guest star every so often. I think that would definitely that keep ha- it that a little bit. It doesn't hurt the franchise, no. 
especially even that mentor aspect. But I'm wondering whether they're bringing a passing the torch aspect or element with Batwoman coming in. Ooh. Ooh, for Arrow to Batwoman. Yeah. I like that thinking. I think you're onto something. I don't because it's Ruby Rose. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if if you think... You know what? I can't defend this. But <laughs> but what about... What, <laughs> good try. I haven't seen her in many things. I've only seen her in um, Orange is the New Black, and that was ages ago. Uh, have you watched uh, The Meg yet? No, I have not. Well, that's probably the epitome of her acting. Mm. Not much. Well, she's, Should be she's Should be in... Is it John Wick yes. too? As a mute. she It handles her acting ability perfectly. <laughs> All right. Maybe I should start there because I've been meaning to watch the Wicks. They sound awesome. They are awesome. But then we haven't even touched on the youngest sibling in the Arrowverse, Black Lightning. Black Lightning's back. Come to shock the I like Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. I, I, Do you think it'll, it'll last? No. I think it's a character that's very similar to Luke Cage, where once you've done, yes, once you've done the story and um, everything that Black Lightning represents, it's very shallow. the The problem, the problem with characters like like Black Lightning and um, Batwoman, are that they are not lead characters. They're ultimately supporting characters that always come up in the main characters' books or within a team. Whenever they have their own story in the comic books they don't last more than six issues before cancellation. You had a similar sort of um, story with Harley. You had a similar feelings in that sense, that she she's not a standalone character. No. Not, not oh, definitely not at the moment anyway. But um, <laughs> if the recent, the recent issues of Detective Comics have had Black Lightning in it, and it's interesting the way they're going is that he's come in to take over Bruce and lead the team of Barbara, Tim... Uh, orphan and uh, Duke Thomas so he's 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 now undertaking a kind of team leader role which if they were to do that kind of thing with Black Lightning season two I know a lot of his family is starting to get powers I could see it having a little bit more longevity but they can't keep it separate from the other seasons they need they need something for it to stay fresh because it's going to be dealing with the same issues every season and I guess it's a similar sort of situation that Arrow found itself in, in that it got itself stuck in a trope of doing the flashback to the five years on the island, in quotation marks. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's sort of like it, it, you can't get a series stuck in a rut like that, but you have to make sure that it's it stands firm on, on what it is. Like Supergirl seems to, seems to know what it is. It, it took till the second season to really drive that home. And then stick to it, but keep it fresh. Mm. Keep it ro- rolling. I really don't think they should have... Hang on. How far are you into Supergirl? Are you up to date? Oh, we're not up to date. I think, uh, end of season two. All right. I'm going to... I'm not going to finish that thought. But I'm going to ask if you guys have any more thoughts <laughs> on the series. No, no. I think I've been pretty voiceless. Yeah, you, you definitely have. I definitely think Supergirl and The Flash still has a lot more more momentum in it than what Arrow does because I think we've reached that point in Arrow where we're starting to get to that rehashing again or that, like, can't, like what else can happen to Oliver? What else can happen to Oliver and Felicity? Well, what, Absolutely. what characters have they got in now? Did they bring in some of the outsiders in or was it Wild Dog or... I don't yeah, know, I Wild Dog, Ragman was there. 
Uh, Artemis was there for a little bit. I cannot remember what happened yeah, to her. Yeah. I think she might be dead. See, there um, was probably someone... Probably. There was a character that you could potentially have passed the mantle to, but then most of the fans probably couldn't deal with a female lead. I know it's bad. Well, the bad thing is, she, sounds, wasn't, but... she wasn't really even like Artemis from Young Justice. That was... I think they tried to go along that line, but it was... I don't know. It just didn't work. Like, the, the character they had written in was just meant for betrayal from the get-go. Um, yes. But all of the all of the B-grade heroes in Arrow just can't... They're just not feeling the shoes. They're just yeah. not as as good as the core team. Mm. Yeah. Well, Arrow, Arrow pretty much lost all traction for me when Damien Dark came into it. It's the magic! I don't think magic should have been brought in. Arrow is not a mythical series. <laughs> no, he, he can't beat it. I don't see how he can possibly yeah, beat it. Yeah, this is here is my, man with the flipping arrow. Here is my anti-magic arrow. Yeah, he's my go, arrow. Go talk to, um, what is it, Clint Barton. He's like, I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow. Yes, you are. Just a guy with a bow and arrow. <laughs> yep. And then he somehow became, he, I mean, this is before that, but he somehow became a master swordsman to beat Ra's al Ghul. I just, I, I, and then he died, but he didn't die. he didn't die because the Lazarus Ugh. pit and... The yeah. Lazarus Pit was yeah. one of the worst things to ever be brought into that series. Well, that's how you got the three canaries. Yep. Oh, yes. And this yes. It did, however, allow um, a little bit of a pathway for Constantine, John Constantine, to be brought into the Arrowverse, which was pretty cool. I am, I, I, I'm actually very glad that there's a little bit, this, little bit of this like camaraderie between the DC TV series in that they can do that. Like yeah. They're pulling Supergirl from CBS. They're saving John Const- Constantine's character. Which, in one of his episodes, Fate's Helmet was shown. Ooh. Ooh. So you can imagine, that would be really cool. Would I be mean, cute. Zatanna? Yes. And that's sort well, of maybe kind if of they, magical okay, maybe, realm. Maybe if they went that kind of path and brought in the full Justice League Dark, they could have him back up Ollie. And just yes! have Ollie lead for some unknown reason. I really think Constantine should somehow introduce Zatanna. I just think that would be amazing. That would be good. Well, there's a really mm. good duo as well. And there's the also the have you guys seen the animated film Justice League Dark? Yes. Yeah. Where, Batman, yeah, where, where Batman says boo to a ghost. <laughs> boo. Boo. <laughs> did the ghost get? I can't remember. Did the ghost get scared? The ghost. Probably he gets taken scared, aback yeah. because it doesn't realize yes. that Bruce can. He can't see it, but he doesn't realize that Bruce is just assuming that it's there, and it's like Roo. does a little. <laughs> All right. Now with the Arrowverse, the return dates for them is the Flash on October 9th with Black Lightning, Supergirl on October 14th, Arrow on October 15th, and Legends of Tomorrow October 22nd. But you guys, we, we hit on an interesting note, interesting note, which everyone knows, but just ignores, how Green Arrow is just a man. He, he wouldn't be able to deal with all the magic and mysticism and stuff. And people forget that Batman is just a man. But he but, also has that connection with Zatanna. Yeah. He does, but it actually is touched on and shown that he is just a man, but it focuses on his strengths in the comic book of the week. Yay. There was a segue there. It just took me a while to get to it. (laughs) Yay. Yes, comic book of the week, which was suggested to me by Trent. Yay, by me. So thank you, Trent. It is Superman annual number 11, and... This is idiotic. Don't make me do this. 
it's it's a good it's a good one it's a classic there's a supergirl episode which is based on it um but it works on batman's strengths and how he's really logical you have uh, jason todd coming into it you can definitely get a feel that he is a different robin he's not dick grayson and then you also get to get to know wonder woman a bit more where she's like got no time to chat with the villain she's just going to punch him straight up in the jaw yep and that's one of the best moments in the thing it is. I, I, I literally laughed out loud. My mom's like, what, what are you doing? I'm just reading comics. Well, this, this is my favorite Superman story of all time. It's, it's been adapted into the Justice League animated series as well, um, with the episode titled For the Man Who Has Everything. That's the name of the That's the title of the, the story in the issue. Uh, it, it pretty much it shows Superman as the character... Everyone sees him as this invincible, invulnerable, super strong, otherworldly character that, you know, is essentially impervious to all but magic and kryptonite. But it really shows the the emotional and humanoid element where he can't have... Er- the, the concept of what do you get the man who has everything? Well, you get him the one thing that he can't have, and that is a family on Krypton. And the whole the whole concept of him being trapped by the Black Mercy, it's also the first appearance of the Black Mercy plant that is often used throughout the DC universe. Its most recent use was by Poison Ivy in the Trinity series. And it's Ooh. one of those kind of one of those kind of stories that it really it really makes the reader resonate with Superman in a way that often gets overlooked by writers. He he's just you see him you see the emotion that he has and the love that he has for this family, even though the Black Mercy is playing this trick on him. And the whole concept is that the Black Mercy shows you in a dream your deepest desires, what you crave most in the world. And you then see that when uh, when Bruce manages to get the Black Mercy off him, it attaches itself to Bruce. Bruce sees his family alive, naturally. But it's one of those things where you don't really know what Superman kind of wants in that kind of... He does want a family, but you know that he wants Lois and all that, and he hadn't actually revealed himself to Lois at this stage either. So the whole concept of Superman being married and um, having a son was still yet to be explored in the comics. And just the way they went about it, Mongol being the villain, (laughs) and then the, the conclusion that Mongol ends up happy, but, you know, we all know that because the mercy is attached to him, it's a false happiness. Um... Yeah, it's just a really well-told issue by Alan Moore. And, yeah, it's one of my favourites of all time. Yeah, it really was. It was a quick, short read. I actually found a digital copy that was, it was quick, easy to read. Um, if you guys have an Apple device, you can download the DC app, buy different sorts of comics, and, my goodness, it's going to be a black hole the next time I open it. I'm going to lose all my money. But if you <laughs> wanted to yep. recommend a Go comic the, the to sales. me... Go for the sales, absolutely. If you guys want to have your say in what makes it to Comic Book of the Week, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle BritGirlAUS. But before we close off, I just, it just, I don't know what made me think of this, um, but in a more recent issue of Batman, I think it was Batman number 53, it, it has come about that Batman is atheist. He's actually come out and stated his yeah. religious views and that his father was Christian. Yes. And I just thought that was a and really interesting topic. I don't like topic. Tom King as a writer. Oh, okay. It is. But I mean, like, that's um, the surface level. That's the surface level reading of it. Whereas you can look deeper and you can see that 
Um, I think the line was something like, uh, there is a god above us and he wears a cape or something. So he's referencing yes, he to, you know... he has a god complex. Has a god complex. But then later on in the issue, he's talking about how he doesn't really believe in god. So it's almost like he's faltering in his belief of himself. Because he yes. put uh, Mr. Freeze away unjustly. So it's a very yes, interesting read. At the failure. Yeah. At the, um, at the poor breakup of the wedding. I, I found that breakup of the wedding understandable when everyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe they didn't get married. I'm like, well, duh. I'm actually really excited to see where they go with it because yeah. the final page was, um, was Bane revealed to be the instigator of the entire breakup and possibly the relationship as well. Mm. Uh, so, so all the things that led up to the wedding... So Bane knows who Bruce Wayne is. The Batman's yes. Bruce Wayne then. Uh, See, I vaguely uh, remember something oh, of that, he? but how would he know to instigate this if he doesn't he... know Batman's secret identity? Well, it was all the wedding between the Bat and the Cat, not Bruce and Selina. No one knew that it was between Bruce and Selina. It was only between Batman and Catwoman. No, mm, no okay. cowl so wait... or mask was removed. Hmm. All these villains are all in the know. They know that Batman and Catwoman are, you know, dating. Well, not even dating, just getting it on the side. They're all just like, oh, yeah, she's she's got a, you know, on the good side of Batman or whatever. <laughs> so oh, everyone knows. Is, is, do they have, like, a gossip ring? She won't get arrested anytime soon. Well, it's because she's, no, she's she fine. She'll get away again. Hero villain. No. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, is it like a gossip circle? Is it like, you know, that card game where I almost had him oh, in yeah. the Batman animated series where they're all just, like, gossiping about Batman? Did you hear that he kissed Catwoman the other day? Oh, my goodness. Did he really? Yes. It was tongue and everything. Like, can you just imagine them, well, like, yeah, just chucking just... chips out? She's yeah. friends with Ivy and Harley. That's got to be the biggest gossip column going around. It's been a long time, Harvey. You're still looking halfway decent. Half of me wants to strangle you. And what does the other half want? To hit you with a truck. We used to date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely Done. with Harley. Yes. Mr. J. I guess you could, uh, the rumors could go along the grapevine. Of course. Likewise. You got it. Oh, same here. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> now with that shocking joke, <laughs> I think maybe, <laughs> maybe we should wrap this one up because I'm pretty sure I've got a few others up my sleeve. But... I have been Brittany. I have been joined by Trent and Jem from The Fortress. Where can our listeners find you guys so they can follow your awesome cosplays and your awesome content? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Spotify and iTunes at Fortress Nerds. Or you can find our YouTube channel, which is where we do a lot of our content and, you know, the majority of our content at youtube.com forward slash The Fortress AUS. And you can find all my cosplay stuff mainly on Instagram at gem, and that is J-E-M underscore cosplay underscore A-U-S. And you also, you're about to do a Power Girl cosplay, right? Yes, I have so many. I keep on getting inspiration and I need to stop. But Damn I'm inspiration, man. In the works of, so annoying. I know. But I've got Power Girl in the works and I've got a super secret cosplay for Oz Comic Con coming up with um, one of my Ooh. friends, Kara. And You're wearing Terror tomorrow. I'm wearing Terror tomorrow for the um, Teen, Titans, Teen Go. Titans Go premiere. And I'll be trying to get out my, my NASA Piccolo fan art 
what's it called? Starfire. We're getting that out oh, the closet, which is really Starfire, just like yeah. a NASA NASA t-shirt and shorts. It's, like, it's not really a costume. Uh, it's really it comfortable works. though. I love his artwork. Just just put oh, some fake tan on and you're good. Anyway, thank you guys so yeah. much for listening today. My name is Brittany. You can find me on all the socials with at AUS. You have been listening to DC Novastream. Be sure to follow all our accounts. We have a whole lot of different awesome posts, reviews, movie reviews, game reviews, and interviews as well for Oz Comic Con and Supernova for the end of the year. So guys, we've got awesome content. Make sure you follow us. And until next time, have a lovely day.